Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Red, to Everyday Folks Radio, and this is BJ Speaks. I'm author Billy Jones, author of the Everyday Folks book series, and it is with great pleasure that I welcome you to this week's session. The purpose of this show is to celebrate the extraordinary achievements and the untold stories of everyday folks. In my fiction works, I like to interview individuals who bring a myriad of experiences together, whether they are hardworking fathers or moms, they're caregivers for significant others, or individuals who just like to have fun. I like to write, I like to meet people who come from all walks of life and to share their stories in a fictional setting. And so today, our session today is so special for me because I get an opportunity to interview one of my personal favorites, an individual who I've known over 20 years from college radio, and his name is Jay Soul. In just a moment, I will be bringing him on air, and you'll get a chance to learn of the many things that make him who he is, why he enjoys music the way he, do, he does, and as well, how he keeps up with all of this while still serving as a, a husband and a father and also a full-time employee. So definitely, you're going to be in, enriched by his conversation. Before I get started, I'd like to remind you, if you'd like to call in at any time, the, the, the guest call-in line is 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And today's session is actually sponsored by one of our favorite vendors, which is Black Tongue Clothing. Black Tongue Clothing, a great, a great line of clothing that you can get online and it is made by an amazing individual, Ms. Kip Johnson. And if you'd like to get find out more about her work, you can tune in on my website under Billy, www.billypauljones and hit the Who I'm Supporting link on my website. And so without further ado, we're going to bring our, this, our guest online. And this is the one and only Jay Soul. Jay Soul, can you hear me well? Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? Hello, Jay Soul. Yes, can you hear me? Hello, Jay Soul. Okay, while we wait to see if we can bring him on air, I'll speak of a couple of other things. Jay Soul, are you there? One, two, one. Hello, Jay Soul. Hey, what's up, man? Can Hey, what's up? Well, can you hear me now? Call back in, but we'll go ahead and continue with the conversation. This week has been a very busy week. This week has been a very busy week in in uh, in my world. Uh, I've had an opportunity to meet a couple of the individuals and, in fact, set up a couple of opportunities for further works of exploration that I'll be engaging in over the next couple of weeks. For those of you who are unaware, in addition to writing short stories, I decided to dabble in, in a particular field, um, another area of literature that is a personal favorite of mine, which is poetry. And I'm working on a poetry book that will highlight the various historic sites of South Florida. And so I will be visiting some of these historic sites, meeting with the representatives of these agencies and peering over, pouring over records, getting a sense of what those worlds are like. So tune in for more of that. And I'll be leaking out a few of the poems that I've been working on as they relate to these beautiful sites. Jay Soul, are you with us today? Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me now? I think we have, we're waiting. We're having a few technical difficulties. I'm getting an indication there's some technical difficulties, so we'll go ahead and continue. Nonetheless, in our, in our poetry works tomorrow, I'll, there are two things happening tomorrow that I think are important. Number one is a day of remembrance of the late, yet great Dr. Martin Luther King. And for those of you who are off tomorrow, it is always believed that MLK Day is not just a three-day weekend. It's instead of a day off, it's a day on. So please don't be afraid to get out there and volunteer in your community. Go out and rebuild a park or an impoverished area there of your community. Volunteer time at a food bank, whatever the case may be, but please make sure that you're out giving your time if you, afford, if you can afford it. As well, in addition to me doing that, I'll also be visiting one of the historic sites here in South Florida, which is called Coral Castle. And the Coral Castle place is a mystic place that has a very beautiful yet sad story. And so as we, as I, as the weeks come and I'm working on the work, I, I will be leaking part of the poems that I'm working for that particular segment. 
I think we have Jay Soul on the line. Jay Soul, are you there? Hey, what's going on? Hello, Can you Jay hear Soul. me? Can you hear me? I think we're having some technical difficulties getting Jay Soul on the line. Hey, what's Any up? House, Can you I hear me? One of the things that I realized as I was peering over this work is that living here in Miami, there are beautiful places that some people just don't get a chance to see. And one of those particular areas, in addition to the Coral Castle, is the Deering Estate. And for the past two months, I've been pouring over records of this particular site. It's been pretty impressive, learning of the late John Deering and his family and the lives that they led and the lives that they left behind in order to build a new life here in Florida. And one of the things that I thought was very interesting is that he was an entrepreneur and he came from a family that was well-to-do. If you've ever had a chance to visit the estate, you'll see just exactly what I mean. But nonetheless, one of the things that I found most appealing about the place is that while you're there, it sits in a beautiful backdrop in, uh, or setting here in, in South Florida. And just on the right day, if the weather is right, the mosquitoes aren't biting, you can sit out there and really contemplate and reflect on life. And so one of the things I'd like to do is try to bring in that that nature, that pastoral imagery within my own work. And so stay tuned with that in terms of what I'll be doing with that and how I'll capture that. It's so hard to capture what you see because it's so breathtaking. But there is a moment, especially at the time of day when the, when the, the day turns to dusk, a beautiful time to take a look right before the house and the darkness settles on the on the home for the evening. You get a chance to really see the place. It's very silent, but it's very beautiful. And so definitely I'm looking forward to writing more about it. I think we may have Jay Soul on the line, so we're going to try to get him online once more. Jay Soul, are you with us? Hey, brother, can you hear me? Hello, Jay Soul. We're hey, having can a you hear me? with Jay Soul's line. We'll see if we can call him up in just a moment. I think he may be having some difficulty on his side in terms of technical connection. But nonetheless, we are interested in having him with us. Jay Soul, are you with us? I think he's having some challenges. Nonetheless, as I move forward and, and work and develop the work further with this particular poetry book, I'll share that. I began to realize that poetry is much more challenging uh, to to write than short stories. For the past 20 years, I've been writing short stories and I've written a couple of novels. Poetry is a little different because so few words say so much. So as I look at the information that's in front of me, as I walk, one of the many things I do is I actually go to the facilities in which I'm going to write about in my works. I walk the space and try to take in all of, with all my human senses, what I get from the moment. Of course, beforehand, I've, I've gone into reading about the place, the historic site, learning as much as I can from the actual webpage or other literature that I'm able to come across. But the great thing is, once you're in this space, that's when things happen. And I will share that tomorrow, when I visit the Coral Castle tomorrow afternoon, I'm going with a family, my family and a group of friends, some of which who are Miami natives themselves and have never visited the site. We're definitely looking forward to being there because it has that unique appeal. And it sits right on the corner of 288th Street, which is in Miami, Florida. And so we're going to see if we can definitely bring in a, an experience for all of us. I'm going to try to capture that, not only from the historic perspective, but also from the, the, the reaction of each of the visitors who will be with me tomorrow. Now, I'm getting a signal here that Jason may be on the line. Jason, are you with us? Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Hello, Jason. Are you with us? Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Can you, are you online? Yes, yes, loud and clear, loud and clear. Okay, great. It is so great to have you. So just for, before you got here, I was shooting the breeze about some of the things that I was working on with my poetry book. But now okay. I can put that aside because you're with me and Truly, I'm looking forward to the moment of having you and speaking with you about your amazing life. Thank you for joining us today on Everyday Folks Radio. And as you know, as BJ, the author, I like to lead and celebrate the lives of great people whose stories don't often get told. And you, my friend, have, you have an amazing story. So 
Thank you for your time, and I hope you're ready for an amazing conversation. Hey, I'm ready, man. <laughs> so I do have a question for you. Many of our, our listeners do not know where you live. So presently, where are you residing? I actually live in Brandon, Florida, right outside of uh-huh. the Tampa area. And so you're, in, so you're in the Tampa, the Tampa, you're you're just, nor- I think you're north or south of the Tampa Bay area? Uh, South. Okay. Right off of Route 75. You know, Jay, you know, for the past 20 plus years, you and I have a great history. And a lot of folks don't know what that history is. Do you recall the moment in which we met? Actually, it was in the Winn-Dixie parking lot. (laughs) I was having difficulties with a particular manager at the time, which you had difficulties maybe two or three years prior hand. And we just met divine intervention that day. It sure. <laughs> I recall the day very well. In fact, you were walking with your sister, and I was also with my cousin, and we were both disgruntled about the moment we had in with Dixie. I, I recall that very well. <laughs> it's yeah. a funny story, nonetheless. <laughs> actually, one I've actually written about. <laughs> but nonetheless, that story, that conversation, which was a very brief one, at the time, we both were in school. And I was working at the at FIU's Florida International University, for those who are listening. I was general manager of the college radio station there. And while I was there, um, I, I was always scouting for great talents, especially show interest. And that's when I spoke to you. It was a great, a memorable moment. And I appreciate you coming on then and creating a friendship that we've, that we've maintained all these years. So what is J-Soul? When people hear that name, what, is it, what does J-Soul mean to you? Well, what happened, I I have a friend named Dennis. Uh, I met him maybe 15 years ago, and it just happened out of the blue. For my love of music, he just kind of christened me as Jay Soul, and he would call me up up to this day, hey, Jay Soul, what's happening? So that, it just took off from there. So the Jay Soul name actually came as a, you know, almost as 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 a passing by, right? A drive-by, yeah. I should say, <laughs> by mere chance. That's all names do in radio, believe it or not. Some, you know, some folks remember when we were in school, we knew him as Ian, but now he's DJ Irie, but that was his on-air name. And even to this day, he's international name. He's still out there using DJ Irie, the very name he used when he started working um, locally and as well as in college radio. And, and my, my, one of the things that I think is most fascinating is your background. You have an amazing background and a story that precedes our meeting. And so what is your, your culture background first? Well, for people who don't know me, I'm actually biracial. My father's African-American. My mother is Caucasian. Do you feel that mix has provided um, an advantage for you? A challenge for both? Um, yes. Uh, you know, I, I see things in different perspectives. Since I'm light skinned, sometimes I'm passing. I do hear conversations from other people that may that will speak candidly about certain things. They may not speak with other people. And it's mm-hmm. vice versa, same thing. Understood. And I think also interesting to listen to two different perspectives. Right. And I was I was just going to add that you get two perspectives and and I have so that has such an impact on you know who you are and where you're going in life, which I think is pretty phenomenal. And as you were growing up, you grew up in South Florida like I did, and you went to one of the suburban high schools, South Ridge, was it? Yes, South Ridge, class of '96. And you know, and, and we our schools were rivals actually because I actually went to Killian at that time. And but there is a distinction between the two institutions. And how was your experience there? And, it, and how did that impact your your cultural your understanding of your cultural identity? Well, growing up, uh, going to Southridge uh, at the time, I think it was predominantly maybe a sixty percent Hispanic and forty mm-hmm. percent. American. I haven't been in that area in 20 years, so I can't tell you what the diverse makeup right. is now. What I think 
had different perspectives of hanging out with different groups. I've always been friends with everybody. I've been friends with white kids, the popular kids, the Asian kids. I've always, you know, the the West Indian kids. I've always had a, I was always friends with multiple mm-hmm. groups of people growing up. Um, but it was just interesting because I guess I kind of, from talking to people, I guess I'm kind of a chameleon. I could blend in different groups at different times. And there's always Very some true. form of interesting social acceptance. Uh, and school-wise, and I, think, I think I had a pretty decent educa- high school education from there. Nothing great. Right. But I think I was um, – I think when I was finishing up school, that was kind of the the start of the technology boost where Mm -hmm. internet became popular, America online, things of that nature. Hmm. This is also a nineties time. And you know, you and I grew up as eighties kids, but we're teenagers in in the, in the eighties into the nineties. And I think America at that particular time, we've always had our moments of civil unrest. Would you say there've always been moments of civil unrest. Yep. And I, I think in our time, though, so many things were impacting. Our generation was, was being impacted by so many things, and as well as we were influencing, influencing the evolution of so many things. Would you agree? Oh, I definitely agree. One of them is music. Oh, One yes, of them is music. music. has. Yes, music has changed over the last, say, 25 years. It has. And, and and what do you feel are some of the reasons for that? Um, I think record labels are more or less non-existent these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were buying CDs and tapes, cassette tapes back then. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe between maybe early nineties and two thousand became the evolution of the MP3 Napster. Audio Galaxy that actually kind of mm-hmm. killed the music industry. Uh, and music change, it became back in the 70s and 80s and say 60s, it was about musicianship. Now mm-hmm. it became more about beats, you know, with computer programs like Fruity Loops and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. It, you know, even, and I'll also add to that, you know, when you mentioned the technology part, during our edge, our, our our early late teens and, and twenties, we saw the evolution of two important products that are part of our world today. One, the cell phone. We started with a beeper, and then we went to, then with the flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then what we see today. I mean, there's been I'm, I'm missing a few steps in between, but we've seen a lot in that uh, 15 plus years. We saw a lot, and then in addition to that, the computer. And and with the evolution of both, now the two now speak to each other, which is amazing, which also furthers and impacts the, the idea of music and what music is becoming. You, you know, I, I couldn't help but mention this. For years, you have you have many musical interests, but there, there are a couple of genres that truly appeal to you. One of them is funk, right? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, funk all day, all, all night. <laughs> I love funk music. And in fact, when we were in in college, you would interview, you would play, do a specialty show on funk. And also, you had an opportunity. You still do this, I believe. You are out in the community. You'll travel near and far in order to see some of the classic great funk artists, as well as some contemporary folks. Correct? Oh, definitely. I'm always going to concerts. Uh, I'm always. I'm a big fan of Parliament Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just seen Shaka Khan a few weeks ago. Um, gonna see this band next um, at the end of the month called Rebirth Brass Band out of New Orleans. Uh, hmm. Seen Trombone Shorty mm-hmm. last year. Uh, seen Prince many of times. Uh, Morris Day in the Time last year. Um, I'm actually mm-hmm. gonna see Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings in February. Wow! So I'm constantly going to concerts. I think that's awesome, and you're also a father. You have two yes. beautiful kids and a beautiful wife who I've known for a very long time. And how do your kids have your interest in funk as you do? 
my son, he was more into the what's being played on the radio now, the J. Coles, the Drakes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my daughter actually has my music ear. She loves music. You know, oh. she will, you know, she will sing, you know, we want the funk <laughs> if I'm playing it in the car or a flashlight or, or Shaka Khan, tell me something good. So she loves music. Uh, my son, you know, like you know, a typical teenager, he's, he's in kind of what's in right now musically. Mm-hmm. So he probably also... this week is, this week is Drake. Next week will be somebody else for him. Mm-hmm. I I must admit there there's one thing that I I figure is different from our generation versus your kids' generation, and that is they're very familiar with who some of, who are some of the great classic folks are. Would you agree? Oh yes, uh, Savion and Rachel are very well educated when it comes to music in the household. One thing though that is different is that they're more likely to learn about them through a YouTube clip on online clip besides listening to our playlists in our cars or on our computers or our records at home. And so therefore their introduction into, you know, what is called old school is, it's very different today than how we acquired our old school listening when we were children. So I thought that was very interesting to mention, you know, recently, recently there's, there's been a lot going on in the world, Jeremy. And one of the things that I like to do through Everyday Folks Radio, and we'll continue to do, is to talk about some of the truths of our society. So let's chat about those for just a moment. I feel oh, we're about to get scuba gear deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, so put on your gear and let's go in. Let's go diving. <laughs> All right so, now. <laughs> so I'll share this. Uh, with, as, at, at the college. I teach English composition courses, and one of the themes that I'm covering for Black History Month, you know, Black History, uh, I got to say this for a moment. Let me get on my soapbox for a minute. I think it's phenomenal. People, we people of Africa, of the African diaspora, we have amazing gifts, not only in athleticism, not only in music, but also intellectualism. And one of the things I wanted to do this season, besides all the other things that others are doing, that are talking about doing the dances and the historic and the, and the African dances and all those things, the, fo- the soul food festivals, which are important for our history. I think it's also important that we take a moment and, and talk about the ideas. I'm, when I say talk about, I'm referring to my students, giving them the understanding of the intellectualism behind black history and the figures who make what is called intellectualism from our perspective. Do you find that sometimes it, what, even how to send that message It's not, what is your opinion on? I'm gonna throw an opinion or put an opinion in your head. I just wanted to get your take on it. So what is Black History to you today? We're nearing the the, com- the commemoration of it in the next few days. Can't believe we're almost finished an entire month in the new year, but yet we're here now with with the celebration of the season. So I wanted to get your take on that, and and then I'm gonna follow up with a few other questions. I believe it's a knowledge of self. Uh, mm-hmm. As we progress as humans, we're finding out more and more things about our genetic DNA, mm-hmm. which are truths. Sometimes they've been kind of whitewashed as fallacies to accommodate other people. But, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we built the pyramids, <laughs> we created jazz, we created, the, you know, fine arts. Yes. And I think, you know, it's it's more common now due to, I think, um, the Internet age. And uh-huh. there's more courses of, like, what you teach that provides um, those students to learn hmm. about themselves. Very true. And I think also, too, as we move in, you know, the plurality of America, we're, we're now looking at a, a nation that is truly now built. It's always been a nation of immigrants. But now if you look at those who were once underrepresented immigrants are now the majority. <laughs> so yes. America, America's changed, and you're probably seeing it even where you live from obviously where, where we both come from, which is down here, down south of Miami. Yeah, so America, my, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, please. Yeah. 
uh, um, America is has changed. I think there are people out there. Um, there was a movie called Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, kind of like, uh, yeah, I think they want to have America back to those <laughs> to that type of lifestyle. And I think Terrence Howard was a cast member of that, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, we have to. I or am I confused? That. <laughs> yeah, because there was a there was another show that came on. Maybe I'm confusing with another show that Fox had a pilot last year. I thought it was this, or maybe we're talking about. Oh, that shows. was. Oh, that was. It was based off some of other Mike Shyamalan book. Yes, and I, I'm sorry, I was confusing the two because I I know that he was part of that plot. But we, now that I think about Pleasantville, now I'm getting my own historical perspective back. You're absolutely right. I think we are moving in a time where, I mean, there's this utopian ideal of what a world should look like, but we all have a different opinion of what that could be. And and this year is an election year, definitely going to be an unforgettable year in many regards. But I feel that we're living in a time that's, that I feel is true civil unrest. I mean, I think the thing is we live in a time where there's so much democracy and options as America to do and be whoever we want to be. But we now realize that we're not one of the ma- only major dominating world orders, and I think that's ha- that's hard for some folks to swallow in our in our own nation. Do you agree? Definitely. Especially as you see the the rise of what's happening in China, for instance, other places too. Yeah, the rise in China, Egypt, the wild bat. Yep. High Wall Street movement. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Black Lives Matter, you know, there, there, there's a whole different movement going on there. And at some point, I don't, I don't know if you, I've told you this, but I definitely would like to meet one of the, um, have an interview on air with one of the representatives of that organization. But I think there's, there's some great conversations that we could have. I'm very fascinated with the work. I also, I, I'll acknowledge, I do have my, my opinions too. But if you look at all the movements that have ever taken place, the nationalist movements, we've always had to take action. In order to get people's attention, we had to do something radical. And I, I think now, I think what's different here is that people are so removed from the, the, the history of what the post-civil rights era was about, or the, pre, the pre-civil rights era, what it was about, but yet remnants of it still remain. We, we still are haunted by it from here and there. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I'm speaking as a truth. So even though we've gone steps ahead, we still got miles to walk. That's a great you know, title, that... miles to walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so what inspires you, Jay? You know, the, I'll, you're, you're busy. You work, you work, you provide for a family. You and your wife are, are developing two amazing young people who are going to be soon enough out in the world. They're going to be in this, un- this civilly unresting world, <laughs> if I said that right. But nonetheless, you are – you got to keep going. We can't let, let everything rain in our parade. Problems are always going to be, right? So so what keeps you going? Uh, you know what keeps me going? You know, one, I have a, a healthy family. Mm-hmm. I have I have my friends, such as mm-hmm. you. Um, I have a mm-hmm. good friend I hang out with, Todd. From time to time, his name is Bill. I have another friend named Dennis, a lifelong mm-hmm. friend. He's kind of like a father figure to me. We chat all the time. Uh, you know, man, what inspires me, I think, is music. That kind mm-hmm. of kind of like a life force for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just listening to music, you know, listening to music from start to finish to me has always been motivative. Uh, one of the last one of the latest works that have really inspired me was by Kendrick Lamar to pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And that album was fun from beginning. It just kind of gave me that feeling, Hey, Hey, I could go out to the gym. Now I can, you know, mm-hmm. play a little bit of the album before I go to work. You know, I'm in, I'm in a better mood. Uh, another album that recently inspired me was black Messiah by D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was a very underrated album. Should have won a Grammy, but I agree with you. And I remember in our in our in our youth, uh, well, we're still young, but when we were younger, <laughs> we had. I remember, Jay, you know, D'Angelo was the man. 
and we also knew the the, the pre D'Angelo, and then the, now we know the twenty first century D'Angelo. And I yes, think there's different the, generations now with D'Angelo. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the kids today, when they identify with him, I think Lamar they would have identified with more readily, even more so. And I I, I see it uh, myself around with those you know the youth around me. They seem to like and connect with him. And I find that in both instances, they both still keep to um, what I feel is the idea of, of, of um, soul, soul music, which has been challenged as of late because everything is emer- you know, merging into one, which is great, but there are some challenges with that too. It, you know, there's an art that could be lost if we're not he- careful in preserving it. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned something about friends. Friends to me are important, you know, and I consider you one of my closest friends. And research has shown, I, have a, I don't know if you've heard this, studies have shown that if you want, you really want to be successful in life, have good friends. Keep your, your network of friends very close. And it is also said that if you want to keep a healthy body of friendships, start developing those friendships between the ages of 25 and 45. And the reason why that is, is because what, what this particular study, which I won't cite the name at the moment, but the reason why this study says this is because it is believed that if you develop those friendships, it takes time to build friendships. You go through the highs and the lows, the goods and the bads with someone, you have to commit like everything else. And so if you're able to commit now, when life's challenges again begin to occur in the golden era of your life, and the fourth quarter, as some call it, those friends are there for you when those times come. And so I appreciate your mentioning that. And I think sometimes when I meet a lot of folks who I'm writing stories about, they, some of the, char- the folks who I've written into characters, some of them lack friendships or personal connections with people who they can trust. And it's kind of sad, especially when we live in a nation that we do. So, Jeremy, you, you mentioned to me what inspires you, but what is your philosophy of life? Uh, I, I believe um, li, li, treating treating others how I want to be treated. And I believe you know everything should you know it should be on the one accord. You know it should like with music, everything is on the one. Especially if a lot of the seventies artists, everything is accented on the one. Right. Uh, it's more of a spiritual thing uh, for me. It's but I believe in hey treat others how I want to be treated. And I believe leading by example. For my, uh, for my kids, absolutely, so they can follow. We need we need role models, you know. Jay, so we this this last year I was doing some work with um, a symposium at my college that was developed for high school males, and the goal the goal of it was to help develop leadership um, in these males, and they were grades nine to twelve. And one of the things that I kept hearing again and again is that. Some of them had male figures in their lives. They may not have been a biological father, but it was a male, an uncle, a teacher, a coach, somebody. And do you feel that is the case that all males especially, regardless of their background, that they should have a male figure in their lives? Yes. They need positive male role models to teach them what it's like to be a, a man, but as a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how do you, you know, to conduct yourself in public? How do you treat your your mother? How you should treat your sisters, your aunts, your grandmothers, mm-hmm. or or just or elders as or strangers as elders? You know, yep. some, it's a basic stuff. Let me open the door for you, ma'am. When you're at the store, mm-hmm. many times I see young adults will just walk right into the mall, and there's an older person right behind them, or. It only takes two or three seconds. You know, I instill that my son, please open the door for that lady, older person. Mm. Uh, I believe it's, they, they need that. Also, they need someone who they can trust as well. Because, you know, our gener they, they t- I think this new generation of kids, I know we're millennials. I think, if, I'm not sure what this generation, what they call No, they're uh, the millennials. We're, the, we're Generation X, as they say. <laughs> we're Generation X. They're the millennials. I think they're they the millennials. Need, I think they t- they have they deal with a lot more on their plate. They do, and I think they 
you know, they need those resources, people, you know, who can be a positive role model and how they can conduct themselves. Somebody they can model after. And I believe there, you know, I think there's more and more of it now of who they, you know, there's, I think there's more groups out there where they, they can model mm-hmm. themselves after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's something that I think kids are missing, positive male reinforcement. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I, I look at whenever I find a male teacher, how often do you hear, for instance, Jay, that you'll hear a male who will say, hey, I'm interested in becoming an elementary school teacher. It's not the places where where, where males are. And, and there's, there, is a, there is a stereotype that is still maintained to this day that reminds us that our males are not going into education for a number of reasons. Some of one is pay. You know, the, if a man, it, there's still this, that stereotype that a man holds down the household, you know, though, and that is in some households that have a male and a female. They're, but they're not running into these particular fields where I, and, and you're right, it's where we need the male figures. So it's not really until some of these males get into middle school. Um, the boys, that is, when they start seeing other male figures, because the higher you go, the more males you see and the fewer females you see. It's very interesting. That's actually true. Like in my daughter's school, I think it's 99.9% female. And I think I could count maybe three faculty members at her school that are male. Hmm. And, and this is what, and what grade is she? Rachel is in third grade. So a great example. She's about this fall. She'll be in fourth grade. Two years from now, mm-hmm. fall 2018, she'll be in middle school. And so if she were your son, your son probably experienced something like that too, where there was a shortage of, of male representation at the primary level. And if they were there, they're probably administrators or they're PE teachers. Yes. That's, you know, that, that's, that's another that's challenge. And it's not that we're we're knocking either of the two because we need them both in the in the system, but we they need help. They can't be the only ones. I have a friend of mine. His name is um, I won't say his name because like, he'll kill me if I told you. But he has a friend. He he's a PE teacher, and I also know that he has other duties as assigned on his day at work. So he's the PE teacher at the elementary school, but in addition, he also helps the kids during, and keep traffic for the parking lot. The kids are being dropped off in the morning. I mean, there's these other duties as assigned that would probably be assigned to other staff members. So then you got that going on, which also can be kind of disheartening for people whose original intent was to do what they wanted to do, which was to teach. There's a lot going on. Whereas at the higher ed level, I'll tell you, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of there are a lot more males than there are female. And I can see where that's a challenge, especially in the STEM fields, the sciences, technology, engineering, and math. You know, Jay, you know, Jay, we're as as we look out for our future, what's in the future for you? What are some of the things that you like to work on or pursue, whether it be in journalism or anything else? Actually, I know we've been talking about it for the last year. I've been talking about it with a couple of other friends. I would like to get mm-hmm. back to um, spinning music again, doing a radio show. We have in the Tampa Bay area, we have a local community radio station. And I know we talked about some ideas. I know we're putting together for 2016. That's mm-hmm. something I would really would like to do for myself. Mm-hmm. Because you and know, I think playing that's music that's is, I think, is ther- um, therapeutic. And in addition, it's, I think, it's great because someone who may be listening may be <laughs> le- will learn something about somebody new that day they never heard before. Right. And supporting community efforts is always the most important. Everybody got their start locally somewhere. Steve Harvey, um, Tom Joyner, and I can go on with the list on and on. They got their start locally before they blew up and became this, these syndicated shows. And so starting in the community and supporting community, cause it, it also helps support your local talent. Because there are those unsung stories that take place behind the scenes that people don't get a chance to hear about. And some of them can 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 uh, propel up or tra- have a trajectory towards being greater if given the right chance. And you know, it's all about chances. Life is about chances. So I really support that. And 
I think that was a great plug, actually, because I would love <laughs> love to see you work with us on Everyday Folks Radio to come on and, and do your thing like you did, not only in the day, but where you'd like to go in the future. You and I could always continue to speak about that on, you know, offline, and I'm here to support. I welcome you to this area. And folks who are listening, I do want to share that uh, this, is, this is what this platform is about. So Jay Soul will be coming on air this sometime this year to run his show. And I'm very grateful that, you know, I and as well as his local community agency, his radio station, are going to get a chance to do that. So do support him. And, in fact, let me give the number for those of you who are listening. If you still like to call in, the number is 347-539-5372. Again, the call-in number is 347-539-5372. We'll have you in the queue. In fact, Jay, there there's one individual I who's on air. I'm going to see if we can get him online in a second. I'll cue you when we're ready. But there is, okay. there, were, there were a couple of individuals who were holding. I wanted to see if they had any questions for you. Oh, they, well, I just got a signal that it is dropped. <laughs> so we'll see if they call back in a second. So we do want to get an opportunity. If you'd like to talk to Jay Soul, great time to do so. He's an amazing personality, a, a, humble, a humble man from Soul to Crown, and just so gifted when it comes to an ear for, for true talent, true music, and a true perspective on life. Does that paint J-Soul? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just humbled by those nice, kind words. And you know I me, mean, I'm very humble. You're, I'm a humble person. <laughs> you really are. You truly are. And I, I, I'll share this. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, you, you're aware of the work that I've been doing with Everyday Folks. Tomorrow... Mm-hmm. Um, I got an opportunity. I was contacted recently by a writer who I know. Her name is Anika. Anika writes for NarissaStreet.com. And Narissa Street is a blog that talks about various issues, um, blogs about things about inspiration. Um, community empowerment primarily is the focus. And she's been doing some really cool stuff on her blog, getting garnering a lot of attention as a result of it. So I'm very pleased to announce to all listeners and to J Soul that I'll be interviewed tomorrow. Um, but tomorrow we're we're scheduled to meet at 11 here at my home. Uh, we're going to be meeting, and, and she's going to be interviewing me and hearing about my life story, and wanted to memorialize that in the, the the Narissa Street blog. So I'm very grateful for that. And so once the article is ready, I'll be sending it out, posting it on my own author webpage, and as well as tweeting and, 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 and placing it in all the social medias where appropriate. So it's moments like that, too. you got to support folks because it's those great moments. I, I'll always make time for people who want to learn about my life, and I think that's important. Would you agree, Jason? Oh, definitely. If, if someone wants to sit down and get to know more about you, then mm-hmm. there's something that says about you speaks millions. It does. And it's so humbling. It goes they, that, that H word is so special. You know, we look back and man, it's been a, it's been a, 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 years have passed, although it doesn't seem like it. Do you agree? Oh man, it seems like yesterday. It does. It truly does. And you know, and I'll be honest, you, you I say you're a survivor. You're a survivor for many reasons. You know, you're, you lost your mom when you were in high school, right? Yes, I lost my mom and due to leukemia in mm-hmm. 1995. That was 21 years ago. And, and to this day, even though it's, you're stronger as each day grows, it's still there, isn't it? Oh, yes. I, I think about my mother daily, certain times out of the year. Mm-hmm. Are just little things like, oh, wow. You know, just think about how she will spoil my her grandkids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just those little things. Very special, and you know, also as well. Um, I know that I, I want to recall because I remember going to your the service. You lost your father in the early two thousands, was it? Two thousand five, two thousand six. Uh, uh two thousand and when was it? Two thousand and. 2003 because I got married that year. That's right. It was 03. And uh, uh, and I had the honor of meeting him. He was a great guy. A good guy. And, and your lovely sister, Katie, who I follow on, on, on Facebook. And she's just a beautiful woman and an amazing mom. And, and I, hopefully I can get her on air one day. <laughs> she has oh, you story. know what? I could always arrange that. Yeah. 
with Kate. I would love that because I, I she has a whole other perspective on things, and she also oh, we're yeah we're night and day when it comes to <laughs> everything. Yes, <laughs> I, that I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, but you're very close, and I think as years have progressed, it's brought you closer because you're siblings, but you're also parents, and th- that that automatically in Induct you into another category. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. So, Jay, I, I look back years later. I feel that you have been a phenomenal parent. And I remember the day when you said that you and your lovely wife, Yolanda, were going to have a kid. And you both are such beautiful people. And it's really nice to see when I look at your kids. First of all, I can't believe he's, what is he, 16 now? Yeah, yeah, Savion just turned 16 uh, in January, the first of the year. So talk about your, your parenting. He's he's a great scholar. He's he's an accomplished athlete as well. He's doing all these great things. He has a beautiful future ahead of him. And that starts in the house, in the home. And, and that's, 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 an, that's a testament to you and your wife. So I, I wanted to say, acknowledge that as well. Because so often we get pointed out in life for the things that are going wrong, right? And for one, yeah, let's we'll, talk about things that are working, you know? Thank you. Thank you, brother, for doing what you do with your kids and also with your community, because I know that you're engaged and you serve as a mentor to others in your community as well. Yeah, I'm always trying try to be a friend to, to my fellow peers and, mm-hmm. bro- and brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, always trying to lead a opening ear. Speaking of 16-year-olds, yeah, my son just came down. Oh, he's <laughs> he knows you're on air. I don't know if he knows you're on air. You know, one day we'll Save be talking you. to you him. Know, you know I'm on the air. You want to say hi? Come here. <laughs> say, hi to, say hi to Mr. Jones. Hi, Mr. Jones. So, save young. You're on on you on everyday folks. It is great to to hear from you. And you know, I was talking to your dad. He's our interview subject today, and we were actually just talking about you. And and I told him, I, I'm sure you recall. He and I went to college, went to school together, and I remember where you were born. And I told him, just man, good job. So I want to say congratulations to you because I hear all the great things you're doing. I try to support your fundraising campaign for your basketball team. So, you know, I'm there for you, brother. But I wanted to say congratulations to continue the good work, okay? Thank you, sir. What would you like to – just before you go, what are your, your, your post-high school plans? After you graduate, what do you want to do? Uh, probably do something, like, related to basketball or, like, physical education. I want to become okay. a physical therapist. And that's just well, go to a good college. And so well, I'll tell you this. You have a great future. If there's anything I can do to help you out, you know how to find me, okay? Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Hello. You know, I Yeah, I just I didn't want to put him on blast, but he was down here, you know, I always like to unexpect it, so I think that's good. It also teaches a little bit about life cuz life is unexpected, isn't it? Oh, definitely. So we, do, do you have anybody on the request line? So, actually, we did. Um, there was a lady, and she actually sent a message. So, she didn't want to be online, but she she she, she messaged me on my screen. So, I want to read the, the question that she has for you. You have two questions, actually. It's a two-part question. So, question one is as follows. Jay Soul, thank you so much for being on air. You have You sound like a person who is really committed to your family and also to the arts. Uh, what else is what else inspires you to stick to these topics when there are so many other things that you could be engaged in? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Well, I... <laughs> Thank you. Her name always. is Melissa, by the way. <laughs> um, always, I'm into different things. You know, those are my main hobbies. You know, I, I mean. I I the politics, you know, I like movies, you know. I'm not really a sports person, but last year um I started going to football games. Uh since my son plays basketball, I followed as well. Mm-hmm. So just to, you know, you know, gain conversation with them and learn, you know, things. Uh, I, I take up reading. 
Mm-hmm. And there were certain things that I like to read, autobiographies. So I'm always into different aspects, different avenues. I mean, I like fine arts. I love the theater. I love plays. Mm-hmm. I seen uh, took my daughter to see Little Annie. Was mm-hmm. in Tampa last year. Took her to, to see that. So I'm always engaged in the different avenues. It's just that music's always since as a child. It's been kind of my ref, my source and my refuge. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the the you know the pull you know just hearing hearing I think music is uh hearing certain words and songs lyrically or hearing a new album from start to finish. I right. come from the generation. I know you're from that generation as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. I like to I like to read the liner notes and albums. I want to know where mm-hmm. that you know. Where were these songs recorded at? Who were the engineers? Who were the samples of other artists? Because um, we're from that sample generation. Who did they sample? And I want to, you know, research on those artists. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, I'm into different aspects. I'm into the sometimes I I'm into you know file you know into certain uh, like Doctor Azra Azra Quasi. Oh, I'm into yeah. his his philosophy and his work about Egypt. Uh, I'm just, like I said, and also a lot of things what people don't know. I know we've discussed this many a times. I'm a real Bigfoot nerd. I like Bigfoot shows. It, you know, it's funny you say that because there's there's I like watching all kinds of odd odd things, and I find myself becoming this YouTube. Before I go to bed at night, besides reading, I like to surf YouTube and see what one of my subscribers and what are the people I've subscribed to have recommended. And I find myself recently looking at things that you just talked about, from Bigfoot to um, insect wars, animal wars. And I'm wondering, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> what's happening to me? I think what's happened is that we're we're very excited about learning. And the mind was programmed to learn and explore new things. And that's why we're always on our computers and our phones more than we should be in terms of interacting, because all that information has now been provided there. And so I, I think it's great that you have these alter in, these other interests. There's another question, by the way. I got two more questions that are coming in. Um, Melissa, you answered Melissa's second part of the question um, within the context um, of the of your your response to the first. But here's another response, and this is coming from Jay Jay from Milwaukee. Um, he just messaged in a message for you, um, and it, it goes like this. I'm reading the questions, Jason. It says, Jason, great voice. Have you ever thought about doing national work or, national, or, or, or reading for books or things of that nature? Uh, that's funny. I know we've discussed about doing yes. for your book collection, <laughs> doing <laughs> uh, the reading of literature and poems. Mm-hmm. Never thought about. It. I think someone has mentioned that to me before in the past. You should do voice work, mm-hmm. but it's just one of one of those things. You know, Tampa is very limited for those type of markets. Mm. And to be it's honest, like, yeah. I don't even know what direction to go in. Just just for fun, if I was just doing it for a mm. pure yeah. amusement. There's a couple of places you can consider, and we can chat out of them offline. But one that one that I'll share with you is there are several agencies you can do, you can work from home with your own studio and work from home to do voice work, and as well as working for some of the big names like Siri, uh, like not, uh, what is it? What is it? Not Pandora. What's the other series? That one that broadcasts um, on on music. Is it Siri? I, I think I Heart Radio. And iHeartRadio is one area they're always looking for folks, and as well as um, speakers and voiceovers for people who, who are uh, varying exceptionalities, you know, special needs. There's true work needed there. And most likely there is the entertainment world. I will share, I don't know if you know this, but the folks who used to do or who are doing The Simpsons, you know, The Simpsons series is about to close. They're about to end their, their, their series. Yeah. And maybe those folks in those shows, they, some of those voices make an average three hundred thousand per episode. 
And that's the longest-running sitcom. It sure is. It's something I remember when they were on their Tracy Omen Omen show back in the early 90s. Oh, whoa. Now you're really taking it. I think 80s. Actually, I think that show was in the mid-80s. It surely was. It, it, well, it started, was it 90? I think it was 90. It's been 27 years. I think this is the 27th year. I don't think they're going to make it to 30, because I think next year or this year is supposed to be the finale of the entire series. Well, Hello? Well, I think you're eight less. <laughs> uh, 27 you know, well, years, wow. It's 27, which has been as long as I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jay, you know, we're coming down to our last uh, last minutes. I have one last question here. Thank you, Jay, by the way, from Milwaukee. Appreciate your question. The last question is from Lisa. Lisa is from California. She says, from L.A., thank you for West Coast for your love and support, which means they're three hours ahead of us, so I really appreciate your support and wanting to listen to us. Um, but the question goes and reads as follows. Uh, Jay, so what... What does your wife think of all these interests that you have? Uh, is she supportive of what you like to do? Oh, you know what? We can definitely—I could bring her on the line right now. <laughs> Since I'm in a spontaneous mood, hold on one second. <laughs> Tell her we have just three hey, minutes left for the show. BJ <laughs> wants to say hi. Hello. Hi. Well, hello there. Lady J. Soul. <laughs> well, you are on. I'm so well. And I hope he told you that you're on air for my show. And you just BJ's now mentioned team. that, yes. <laughs> but anything for you, BJ, anything for you. I appreciate it. And I just wanted to What is the show about? Well, it's about him, actually. <laughs> oh, he didn't tell me he was he was the star of the show. Oh, and he's known for over a week, by the way. Yeah, he mentioned oh, it, but he didn't say. I didn't know what you were talking about. You know, like what your mm-hmm. show topic was going to be. Oh, well, cool. topic. So how do you like doing it? Oh, I'm loving it. And in fact, we have one question. I'm down to the last two minutes, okay, so I want to ask you a question. And this question is actually okay. pertaining to you. How do you deal okay. with Jay Soul? <laughs> I drink a lot. <laughs> he's no. He's lucky. I love him. So he's. He's lucky I love him because I tolerate a lot of crap. I really do. <laughs> well, he speaks so highly of you, as you know. Well, he and better. I'd, he better. I, I told I, him that, too. Yeah, he better. I put in enough time, he better, right? I put in enough time, he better. <laughs> you surely have. And I just want to say the same thing I said to him. I'm going to say to you, congratulations uh-huh. for your motherhood. You're a terrific mother. Oh, thank you. You're a lovely thank kid. You. Sammy was just on air, by the way, a few minutes ago. He oh, came on baby. air briefly. Yes. It's, yeah, I'm just so – I'm proud of you both and just love you both to death and just wish you continued success and love and growth in your own relationship and in your family life. Good job. I Good wish job. the same for you, and I can't wait to see you. So we need to plan a day to get together, okay? Can we please uh, – we're going to make it happen in 2016 because this is pathetic, right? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> He's getting jealous. He's getting jealous. So let me give him back the phone. Well, I'll go, <laughs> go ahead and put him back on line. Take care, right. okay? Yeah, so I just passed the phone over to her so she can answer that question better. <laughs> she answered it beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> she was so much fun. Well, Jay, as you know, we're coming down to the last minute of the show. I'm getting the countdown um, notice on my on air. Before we, we, we end, I just want to say thank you so much for all that you do. Congratulations on the effort. And I want to tell all of our listeners, thank you for listening to Everyday Folks Radio, BJ Speaks. Please do do tune in to Jay Soul. Jay Soul will be coming on air and speaking speaking on air with his own show later this year. So there will be a promotional marketing for it. And we hope that you will support him as well as all the other programming that we have in store for Everyday Folks Network. So, Jay, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. Uh, No, thank you, brother, man. Thank you for keeping it on the one. Thank you so much. Take care. Later. So, so folks, as we come down to our last 20 seconds, this is BJ, author of Everyday Folks. You just heard from Jay Soul, another great man who's making things happen in America. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for being ordinary and extraordinary individuals 
and believing in the work that I do. Tune in next Saturday for our next show. And in that next show, we will be meeting another amazing individual. And you'll see and hear motivation this week. Take care. 